Hi, good morning. I'm uh, Blake Highlands. I'm the uh, Vice President of Exploration for uh, Troilus School Corp. We're a uh, Quebec-based uh, pre-development slash exploration gold copper project. Uh, we are drilling quite aggressively now, pushing towards the pre-feasibility stage uh, of our project, as well as uh, going into another big regional uh, program uh, in, a, in one of the best jurisdictions uh, in the world for mining. Like. Thank you for the introduction. Nice to meet you, um, and good to have you on, on on the on the show. Thank you, Marlon. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so um, before we get into it, could you give me a bit of background about how you joined the company and kind of what what got you started with Trilus? Yeah, great question. Uh, so Justin Reed, the CEO, uh, and I had started working together uh, in in another sort of uh, shell type company that was looking for opportunities that had been capitalized after uh, after we'd sold the Schwindo asset in Peru. Um, and, uh, and we, we approached first quantum in, in 2017, um, to potentially pick up the, the old Troilus mine, um, that InMed had operated from 1996 to 2010, um, which was a, a bulk tonnage, uh, lower grade gold copper project. Um, and, uh, and at, at that point we, we entered into an option agreement to your option agreement, um, that, uh, that allowed us the time to look at the viability, the economic viability of the project. And, uh, and we took the approach just from the historic drilling we had of, um, of looking at a bulk tonnage underground project, uh, Alec Goldex or Young Davidson. Uh, so there were, were good analogs near us and, and we used, the engineering and costs from those to, to decide that that looked like a, a viable project. Part of the reason we wanted the two years was because uh, there was an environmental uh, liability or a bond that needed to be replaced um, and about $4 million. And before we tried to capitalize the project or, or take on that liability, we wanted to make sure that we, we felt like uh, we could make something of it. And, um, and ultimately in 2018, uh, we, we, we decided it was economically viable to look at that underground potential. We formed the company, um, and and we got to work. And and really, in the last, I guess now it's been quite a few years now. But we have transitioned to an open pit story, realizing like you know, in so many cases, I'm sure you know that a lot was left behind. It was operated in a in a two hundred and fifty dollar gold environment, and so it's become become an open pit story. And we've moved away from the underground story, but. Uh, that's really how we got started on this. What, was it at um, were you looking kind of a kind of a three gram per ton underground kind of Quebec style? Um, were, you know, was that the resource that you were kind of look, heading towards, and, and you've now gone to a kind of a much bigger 0.9 gram per ton open pit? It's a really good question. It was even lower. We were looking at more of a kind of a one point eight gram per ton uh, deposit, moving closer to eight to ten thousand tons per day. And it, it, it was a, it, it, exactly. It was a, it was a binary topic. You know, some people believe in it, right? We down the road yeah. was Goldex doing it at 1.7, uh, moving very similar tons per day. Young Davidson sort of similar. Um, and because of the existing infrastructure, because of the size of the deposit and the, and the orientation, we felt like it was, it was doable, but some people believed in it. Some people didn't. We were yeah. okay with that. We expanded it you know, our original drilling was was to show that it goes deeper, that it's still there, that it's continuous. And it is down 800 meters. We were still seeing it. But as we stepped away and tested some new ideas, um, the open pit story really started to develop. We made some interesting discoveries since then. And, and the, the story keeps getting bigger and bigger at surface. And to your point, yeah, going more to a, a, a broad sort of 35,000 ton per day, I'd, I'd call it 0.8 gram per ton type 
type four body. There's there's a difference between you know making a mine or deposit work at a, at the limits of viability and just kind of straining every sinew to make sure get everything absolutely right. And yes, I think this will work or this will work. Um, and sometimes there's an easier option. It's like it's like um, uh, language. It normally flows down the the easiest path. Water going downhill. You know, you try not to push it uphill too much. Make your life easier. Very true. And I, you know, in this case, it was, it's been nice because it wasn't that we forced an open pit story on it. It was that the drill bit kind of organically grew an open pit story that keeps getting bigger and bigger. And because it was operated in a, in a, in a low gold price and environment, there was not really any exploration done here. So the opportunity was still wide open for us. And we've been able to outline quite a lot. I mean, we, we started with you know, a 1.8 million ounce deposit underground. Now we have an 8.1 million ounce INI deposit equivalent um, with over six and a half million of that focused at surface and growing. You know, we're going to have another resource right by mid this year. And we've just done it all through the drill bit. You know, we haven't really forced the issue to be open pit. It just sort of, it, it gave itself to us in that way by by us having the ability to reinterpret and, and explore in a way that maybe they didn't have the opportunity to. When I say they, I mean inmet when, when they operated the mine. It's it's really tough when when metal prices are low and you're operating and you're just right on the margin every day just trying to feed that mill. Um, so ninety six to two thousand and ten, I mean ninety six to two thousand and two were low gold prices, and in fact it only really started picking up in two thousand and three, two thousand and four. So they had um, just a chance at the end, you know, to, while they're probably massively in debt and it's probably really, really tough time. I think so. I mean, I, there are stories of, of really they made the, the most money they'd ever made in the last couple of years, just actually feeding uh, some of the waste piles or well, let's say stockpiles, but really waste piles through the mill with, with no real mining. And the truth is I, in, in Met, I don't, I don't think they were really interested in, in gold in, in Quebec in that environment. They are a base metal company. They were working, they were focused in Las Cruces in Spain and Cobra Panama, South America. And they, you know, this was a, a project to get a gold multiple, which worked for them for a while. And then I think by the end, they were just to your point, recognizing even as gold price was starting to pick up and, and, and that space was looking better, a lot of capital was going to have to go into the next phase of what they were going to do. They hadn't really explored ahead of themselves, um, but they had looked at going underground just like we were. They, they, they've done a 450 meter drift. They were looking at a block cave scenario. They were going to go down and do it. Everything was already there. Um, but again, it was it was an investment that they, they weren't willing to make. And, and uh, ultimately, First Quantum buys them in 2012 hostily. And that, again, was for Copa Panama and Las Cruces. And, and, and this deposit kind of sits there forgotten for a few yeah. years until we show up. You know, you, you've, you've done a PEA and you're moving to a pre-feasibility study. But, um, you know, the recent news is is that actually the the envelope of mineralization is, is still open. You've got the southwestern zone. You're picking up some new grade. Does that take you back? I mean, before you do the next uh, study phase, are you going to, you know, what are you going to do on that envelope of mineralization? I mean, maybe a map would be useful at this place at this stage to kind of to orientate ourselves. But do you have to repeat the PEA because you've changed the um, the the scope of the project? No, I, I think that, um, and, I, and I'll share a map quickly just so we've oriented ourselves a little bit here. Um, so you can kind of see um, Z87 and the J4 pit were where the 2 million ounces, 70,000 tons of copper that Inmet produced came from. And that's really where, uh, to your point, the majority of our PEA uh, was, was focused. 
Um, and, and that's still going to be impactful, I think, as, as we go into this PA. But it's that southwest zone that you're talking about that we've seen a lot of growth. Uh, in that PA, we had uh, 8,000 meters of drilling to outline 600,000 inferred ounces, you know, equivalent inferred ounces on the southwest zone. And in the bottom right, you can see where that southwest zone is. It's two and a half kilometers down from our, our 87th pit. What we've done since then is put roughly 70,000 meters of drilling back into that southwest area. And because we've done that, we've we've got it to a place where we, we're going to have enough indicated to, to fit into a reserve that can that can uh, tag on to what we already had going with the PA. And we can transition right to a pre-fees as well as doing a resource update on um, the southwest, the, the new southwest as it is. We, we started with sort of 600 meter strike length on that. PA resource. Now we're looking at roughly two kilometer strike length of mineralization at surface for yeah, so some sense. So, so it's not just been in, infill on that 600,000 ounces. It's been an expansion of the envelope. Yeah. And I hate being the marketing guy that says it's still open in all directions, but it, it is still open in all directions. And and it, it, it's, it's been one of the big successes for us to tr try to understand um, how the mineralization here works and that we, we are able to make a new uh, discovery down, uh, you know, two and a half kilometers away, and and ultimately, hopefully, bring that back up through that gap zone you see on that bottom right image. Bring it back to the mine and continue to find um, deposits along that at surface, not requiring pushback. Gives us great optionality. Just continues to improve the project. But all of it, you know, to answer your question, really um, being uh, in in a way that we can update the pre, you know. To, to a point where we can feed right into a pre-fees. And that's so important because we want to get the permit process underway. We've done that. We started on the federal side, but but you need a scoping study to to move some of that permitting forward. And, and we all know that that's you know, one of the big hurdles of getting a project moving forward. So once that one comes out in the middle of the year, we'll do the provincial side of permitting as well. We'll, we'll, we'll give our, uh, our project description over and, and we can start that that process uh, through the Quebec government you know, and the federal yeah. government as well. So what is the, the mid-year permit you're waiting for or lo looking to to have processed by? Uh, well, we think we can be permitted and, and ready to to construct by the end of 2024, start of 2025. Oh, okay. So it's the PE, it's the, the pre-feasibility study that will be out in the middle of the year. So and, and the pre, yeah, have, sorry, the pre-feasibility so, so, will be out in yeah. the middle of the okay. year. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, we'll yeah, be able to put a, uh, put, a, put a scoping study or a project description around that. And what we've done yeah. is we're going to... Um, consider even that gap zone as part of the scoping study because we feel like that growth is there. Um, but you know, whether it fills in or not, we want to make sure that we don't have to go backwards on permitting, of course. Um, and the, the image you showed, um, it, it was nice. I like the, the, the satellite overlay because that really shows the, the grain of the terrain. You know, it shows that kind of Archean deformation and that very strong northeast, southwest um, uh, lineation or kind of um, alignment, um, and I notice on the on the the the, the, the pit, the images of the pit um, shells in the Z eighty seven pit, you've effectively got sub vertical shoots of ore mineralization. Is that really a feature of the whole district? You get these um, within an envelope of mineralization. You get higher grade, steeply plunging sub vertical shoots. It's both. What we have is, I think the the kind of earlier Archean portion of this, whether we want to you know, hang our hat on a porphyry model or a distal VMS type early system, 
what we have is a, a huge system um, on that image that we were just looking at. And, you know, there we talk about the land package now and, and our belief. And we started with a 5,000 hectare land package. We now have 142,000 hectare land package because we are in a completely underexplored greenstone belt. It is analogous to the Abitibi, one of the one of the premier mining jurisdictions of the world. It's really just a, the northern extension of that. And those northeast, southwest features that you're seeing are sort of the main thrust um, direction of, of the belt where we've been successful. And, and to your point, where we get those near uh, the subvertical, uh, call them 65 to 70 degree um, ore shoots or, or whatever you want to call them. They're, they're really... They're really the broad disseminated package. And then within those, what, we, what we've what we picked up on and what we feel is, is extremely important is a sense of orogenic overprinting that remobilizes that whole system and concentrates some of these somewhat oblique to that main northeast southwest trend. And we're seeing that on our property scale. We see that at a regional scale. And as we outline some of those in areas like Southwest that are brand new, they're going to give us optionality when we go into the engineering side of things. But of course, they're, they're technical successes for, the, for our exploration team to keep seeing some of these features, whether they're hosted in feldspar porphyries or whether they're hosted in quartz veins or uh, quartz carbonate vein sets, things like that. These are typical what you'd see in those Archean kind of greenstone uh, environments, quartz carbonate plus or minus tourmaline, high-grade gold. Uh, and then you've got, you know, pyrite, calcopyrite um, that, that, are, that, are, that are being reconcentrated, remobilized and, and, and upgraded, basically. So hugely important for us and big part of what we, how we discovered Southwest. And to that, um, <clears throat> that's a high grade package. It's, it's an enrichment. It's a concentration of metal or mineralizing fluids, possibly leaching it or remobilizing it from the broader package, but actually concentrating it within favorable zones. And um, do you have a handle on what controls that? I mean, is it, do you, can you, what do you use as your vectoring tools to find more of those? We're starting to, I mean, one, one uh, from, from soil geochemistry, we, we can follow some of the immobile elements features, right? And, and we are seeing um, geochemically some very interesting trends as well. Um, with aluminum and titanium ratios and magnetism seems to be extremely important to the broader disseminated package here, which of course, in, on, on broad exploration, you know, gives us the usefulness of mag uh, and higher res mag. Um, but a lot of what we're looking for is, is, you know, vein hosted tighter packages like that. So what we've looked for are <clears throat> brittle units, right. That, that fit into this main thrust package, because those are what are going to, break and give those um, uh, brittle fracturing and opening that will allow, even though it's fracturing and opening, I, I like to think of it as relaxing space and allowing for deposition of fluids. And the, the gold is already moving through there. The copper is moving through that system. It's what kind of sulfide content we get to your point is really just what is the chemistry of, of the, of the lithology of the host rocks that, that they're coming into contact with that we get big blowouts mineralization, say, um, uh, in sulfide packages or do we not we can get very high grade gold in these units with very very little uh sulfide content because it's just the host rock around it that is not yeah. you know not necessarily having the sulfur iron content that is necessary to, to create which has been yeah. a huge um exploration success for us as well just understanding dead looking rocks can be uh high grade rocks right if you're right in the right environment 
just trying to un, un, unpick and unpack that a bit. Um, sure. Is, is it that you, you recognize this kind of overprinting almost in the course of exploration? So you follow the, the Archean, let's call it the, um, the first broad mineralization features, and you see how that's been deformed, and you can use that because you can get your broad lithology from the mag and your, and, and your mapping um, and the kind of the broad geochemistry. And then within that, when you see higher grade and kind of it's almost kind of retrospective, you look at the core and you say, oh, actually, look, there's a there's a remobilization element here. Is, is, is that where it's at at the moment? Exactly. The degree. Exactly. The 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 value of the district to us is the broad system. Right. So the broad system is, you know, 50, 60, 70 kilometers long. It's kilometers wide. Um and, and it has massive early depositional events. We have evidence of VMS. We have evidence of you know, magmatic systems. We have lots of early events that are clearly good plumbing sources for um, the metals that we're looking for. But you know, that's, a, that's a lower grade background disseminated system. When we look at trellis in an area like Southwest, I can drill a hole top to bottom, sample top to bottom and have gold top to bottom. The, the, the zone or the, the grade really comes from where are the mechanical or structural traps that allow um, that remobilization to concentrate. And the highest grade opportunity is when we see sort of some of those orogenic type features that, that again, overprint the whole system and reconcentrate uh, even more so, right? So it, it's just like what you said, it's we can follow the broader structure, then get boots on the ground or drill and start to look at some of the later structural features that that will bring some of the higher grade opportunity in the in the district thank you i'm beginning i'm beginning to understand it. i'm a slow learner but um i'm getting uh, it as i'm saying it i'm like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um let's just go back to the resource you've got um sure. about six million ounces um kind of surface resources and and close to two million ounces which would Kind of, I know we haven't done the economics just in this in the last five minutes, but let's kind of rule of thumb say a couple of million ounces, which would probably be underground, and six million ounces, which would probably would be open pit. Yep. Um, close to 0.8 grams a ton. Is that fair? Yeah, I think PEA, I think, you know, in the resource, we, we come out a little lower. It, it, it's really where you want to set your cutoffs, I guess. It's it, the broad system comes out a little lower, but we, when we get to the, to the pre fees, I think we're going to be in a situation where we're a little bit higher than that. Uh, Point, and, I think we have 0.67 or 0.7 in the resource itself. But it'll be more like 0.8. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the recent drilling is a mixture of expansion and infill. So you're pulling inferred resources up to measured and indicated, and you're doing expansion. And presumably, I, 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 won't, I won't press you on what you're expecting in terms of kind of the growth of the resource, because we don't want to kind of get into this, the, the, spe, the speculation side of things. But you could, you could give me an indication of how much drilling has gone inside the existing envelope and how much has gone outside i mean just as a kind of a rough split sure and maybe i can share a screen quickly again yeah, please just, i won't i won't uh, i guess i won't dwell on it too much if you can see this um in this image it's a longitudinal section you're you're looking west you can see uh what the resource looked like around 87 and j zone and then what it looked like around southwest uh, this isn't even all the updated drilling. Uh, this is an older image still. We've even stepped out further than this drilling, but all of the drilling you see around Southwest, those traces um, hit mineralization and they continue to, to the Northeast and to the Southwest. And we haven't cut it off at depth yet. Um, interestingly as well, these things seem to behave kind of like panels and we were finding them down in the foot wall of some of the drilling there. And now we're bringing them back up to surface. So 
<laughs> as a split, it's almost 50-50. We've had to come back through and drill sort of that 50, 60-meter space in to give us indicated, but we've also continued to step out. Really going into the pre-fees with Southwest is, is just a function of saying, okay, put a pin in the drilling for now so that we can get a pre-fees out. Um, and like I said earlier, we, we started with 600 meter strike length on Southwest for 600,000 inverted ounces. We're now seeing it, well, it's actually over two kilometers. We're still continuing to see that mineralization at surface and through the drilling. So um, I'm not gonna say a number or, or get myself in trouble, but, but orders yeah, yeah. of magnitude like yeah. that, we would see growth uh, on that. Um, and of course, it, it, we're, we're coming in behind ourselves to, to drill indicated. But the nice thing about this program is that we, we didn't want to be overly aggressive anyway. We wanted to step out slowly or smaller step outs. So we could see how the system was building. So we've really been drilling it to indicated as we step out anyway. So it, it, it sort of works hand in hand to, to get the pre-fees. Uh, and on a, on a kind of holistic level, is the grade at the Southwest zone similar to um, Z87 and Z pit? Yes, but it, I would say it represents itself with higher highs and, and maybe lower lows. Um, just, yeah. I think it's just structural, but ultimately it'll come in at that, you know, I think that one gram kind of what they mined at one gram, you know, they saw 110% reconciliation at the mill. Um, you really have to drill it off on, on a structural system like this that kind of pinches and swells. Um, but yes, you know, the, the nice thing about it too, and what we're working on now is we think with some of those later kind of oblique structures, we're going to be able to drill in those for a while and outline those quite, quite well. So when mm. we do get to a mining scenario, those will be areas we could focus on, you know, early in, in the mine life to feed a higher grade earlier, uh, to the mill and pay off the project quicker. And I'm st stumbling in engineering here, but, um, you know, that, that, that's a key, uh, Key for us in drilling is, is good grade near surface, of course. That long section that you showed me will completely change the, well, maybe not completely change, but it will change the order of the PA. I don't know, because you had that, you had that in the PFS, you had that in the PA already. So you were probably going to start in the Southwest zone anyway, weren't you? As, as, well, your, we, as your first pit. In the PA, we envisioned starting at 87 and J as well. We just didn't have enough material okay. yet in, in uh, Southwest to look at that. But of course, I think there's a center of gravity shift happening here on the project that that would, you know, look to start at Southwest because it's at surface. At surface, you can walk yeah, on yeah. it and touch it. I mean, it's you it's don't fantastic. you don't have to do a big pushback. You know, it's um, it's it's right there, and that that'll that'll change the economics in your favor. Exactly, exactly, and we see that on the sort of the south side of the 87 pit as well. Material that's still there. So these are things where we don't need that pushback and the, that early capital to to go down and get the. Yeah, the material. Yeah. yeah, can you tell me a bit more about the um the, the so so just before we move on? So pre-feasibility study on this area, it's going to be finished in the middle of the year. Is that is that pre-feasibility is coming out in, in June or July of this year? Yeah. So, so you must be nearing the kind of the data cutoff on the drilling. Yeah, probably sometime next week. We'll put a pin in it. Um, we've been very fortunate, you know, knock on wood with with our assay turnaround. I think now we're. We've gone up to about 50 days on our assay turnaround, but but for quite a while we were running 30. Um, but we we've been very fortunate. There's a lot of stories, of 90 plus days on, on turnaround. We've been we've been very lucky to this point. So we can push a little bit longer here, get done what we really wanted to get done, especially while the ground is frozen. Um, it's really amenable for for some of the areas we've been trying to drill. Um, but but we'll do about I'll, I'll call it nine more days, and then we'll put a pin in it to feed into that pre-fees. Uh, yeah. 
Great. And w- w- yeah. will, will you kind of release the kind of the last set of drill data and, and then just go into the modeling and, and resource estimation process? Exactly. So uh, we, we will do that and uh, we'll, we'll put it all out together, you know, resource update and, and, and reserve as well as the prefees all together. We've seen some really excellent met results come back recently, uh, over 90% on the gold, uh, over 90% on copper, almost 90% on silver, much higher than what we actually had in the, in the PEA. Um, and then we did that on pilot plant scale work. So we're, we're really optimistic about the effects of that on the project, but we will put out those numbers. We, we won't stop drilling. We won't drill quite as aggressively. We have five drills right now on the Southwest zone trying to push for this pre-fees. We won't be quite yep. that aggressive. Um, we'll be a little more conservative than that. But we, I think for anybody looking at this project, that what we have is great. You know, it's robust. It's, it's, a, it's a large mineral endowment. But the, the regional opportunity, that two and a half kilometers in the gap zone, the Southwest continuing to expand, those are all going to be important as we move past so we don't really want to take the foot completely off the gas when it comes to to testing some of these ideas and continuing to expand. You know, we will get past or get through a pre-fees and hopefully at that point be able to show even more growth and more blue sky potential on the project. And that, that really is what makes it look like a 50-year project. Let's talk about the regional. Um, sure. When you talk about regional exploration, do you mean, um, well, what do you mean? mean uh can, can you pull up a map and uh because it's it's surely not just the two kilometers between the in that gap zone yeah that's a great question and hopefully i'm not too staticky for you but here, here's a, an image of our 142,000 hectares um which is for scale kind of twice the size of toronto um there are some key areas that we focused on uh, last year we picked up this ground in 2020 as, as COVID was rolling in. We discovered the Southwest. We realized how, uh, how the, you know, we realized the scale opportunity here and the district scale opportunity. We wanted to pick up as much as we could before somebody else did. So there's really no one else, not not, not many companies around us. Sumitomo with Kenorland have a, have a bit of property around us in the Renault Palador area. Uh, but mostly it's just us in this area. And a couple really interesting um points on this map i'll just say quickly um number two on there is the crest of the band showing that's about 20 kilometers along the strike of what we see on j and 87 if i take the rocks from j and the west side of 87 and Cressida and i put them all in a box together it's impossible to tell the difference can you try can you, it, can it you shows, show with your mouse just oh, there we go. Can, um, yeah so all the way from one all the way down to two here is sort of is a 20 kilometer trend where the the host rocks are identical yeah so it's now going back to your point we've picked up that system now within that system where does the grade sit to add more deposits along that um and we've been we've been done some work on Cressida to show the potential to grow that it's on the road accessing the site it's 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 hugely yeah. important to us yeah, I can and see. Then, I mean, it, it's it's interesting to see that that road is following. Well, no surprise. I mean, the the road is following the geology. So, um, it, the you know the, the the fabric of the terrain is northeast south. Um, yes, southwest and uh, essence package you picked. Funny how well. that's always the easiest path, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <so long> <laughs> um, and then I, I, an area that we're very, very, very excited on is it's number three. This test yard free gold area. Um, we had a quartz vein hosted um, it's, uh, 
channel sample that ran over 200 grams gold, over 2000 grams silver, 6% copper. Um, a very, very interesting area broadly because you can kind of see the scale of that whole three on this map. And why it's interesting to us is it has exactly the same, I think I mentioned this area, the same kind of features that Northeast, Southwest overall strike and trend. And then it has an east-west higher grade overprinted trend on that as well. Okay. And as we sample and do that, we we continue to see kind of parallel higher grade structures, kind of like rital shear package type things that you would expect to see cross-cutting the, the main foliation of the of that zone. So you've got broad disseminalization uh, bound on both sides by intrusive a tunnelite and a granite diorite on either side. These more kind of brittle features that relax and open. And then cross-cutting all those features is, is a higher grade overprinting. And so it's extremely exciting because it has all of the characteristics we would want to see now, um, of, of Troilus and of, of high grade deposits now, in the area. Between, uh, yeah. I'm just, can you just, oh, go, back to, just yeah. go back to that? Between um, um, that point three and point four, you've got a kind of a, uh, like an organ or a, um, a, 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 a strain kind of shadow area. You know, you've got this, that enormous kind of eye-like structure, um, which covers the kind of the above Palador to going towards between Tortigny and uh, Frigold. I mean, it, it, uh, what do you use as your... What, what are your exploration tools here? Do, do you use the high-resolution mag? Do you yes. use... Um, um, Bottom of till? Do you use uh, ionic leach geochemistry uh, prospecting? You know what's what? What are you, what's your what's in your toolbox? Yeah, so we 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 use them all, um, but but primarily that high res mag has been excellent for structure, obviously, and 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 that that's worked very well for us so far. Um, I'm a big believer in in prospecting. I think boots on the ground and and testing everything is really. The best way to make new discoveries and these discoveries were actually made that way even before we we worried about mag and you know we had some time um if i can if i can reminisce but when when yes, covid yes. rolled in yeah when covid rolled in we we didn't you know we weren't able to do a lot but we were able to fly around in a helicopter and look for outcrops and yeah. uh, that's actually where we made most of these discoveries was just looking for boulders and looking for outcrops and then just landing and sampling them and uh, and then later we've overlaid the geophysics. We later we overlaid the high res mag. Till sampling it works very well in, in this area. Troilus itself is is a is a till discovery. Um, so it's it's they're they're all important. Um, but we're a boots on the ground kind of kind of company in a lot of ways. Uh, and maybe that's just my bias, but uh, that that's been successful for us so far. Um, what would a graduate geologist start on as a you know, coming out with a master's degree or or a, um, an honors degree, twenty one or twenty two year old. What's what's the kind of a not necessarily for Troilers, but you know, what are you hearing on the grapevine as the kind of the starting salary? What do they start out at for money wise? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just shy of a hundred, ninety to a hundred. Yeah. So it's it's better than when I started, and and they're oh doing my God. well. <laughs> and <Yes>. uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it, I don't know in this market nothing seems like enough and you're always trying to retain people and and but we have an, an amazing team and and uh, uh, we we teamed up with the University of Western where which is where I went with Neil Banerjee and, and he and I are close uh, friends now and 
I asked them to start working with us on, on the science of this. And what we've ended up with is every year, master's students coming out of Western who have different projects and they can build on each other's projects from the years before. And then we've hired them coming out of school and then, and then they get really, really good. And then they cost more and more as you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's been excellent because it, it's led to some of these ideas of orogenic overprogram. When you do fluid inclusion studies, which are way beyond my capability and you do real petrography and you do, um, real geochem work. It it it's not just me arm waving anymore. It's it's the science backing up our ideas, and that's been important for us from day one. And it's been a really good synergy for some of those students to be able to come out and, and work right away on something that they have a, yeah. a good concept on. So it's been good. Yeah. Great. How much um, drilling are you going to do on those regional stops? How much is going to go into Cressida and to uh, what the other areas? Tortini, Free Gold. Um, you know, wh- wh- what are you looking at in terms of your uh, meters budget just to start we put a thousand meters in last at the end of last summer we put out a, a release that we did that and we'll have some results coming out on that in the, in the next few weeks uh, which are very interesting not just on the the channel sample we showed but i think we've made a new discovery um in that area as well um and then free gold will be success dependent but it's, it's starting to become uh, a pretty obvious drill target especially on those east west trends so um a total number um you know, call it five to 10,000 meters of drilling that will definitely get done this year on those areas. And, and if, if we're successful early, we'll do more because why not? It, 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 it it's hugely prospective and we want to advance it quickly. You're going to go into the budget meeting toe to toe with the project feasibility guys, aren't you? And you're going to say, we need more money on exploration. hundred percent. You know, that's why uh, success is like Southwest help, right? I get to bang on the table and say, remember when we did that? Remember how many answers yeah. we had? So that's always helpful. Yeah. For sure. And, um, the 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 free the thousand meters that you're looking to release in the coming weeks that's from free gold drilling from last summer. Just on test start, we did it late late in the year last year. Uh, we used a fly rig for it, and uh, it, it, it's very interesting. Very very interesting. Okay, well, say no more. Or you'll get in trouble. That's right. <laughs> we can do a follow up after they're out. Yeah yeah yeah. We, we should do. <laughs> yeah. So, so sorry, hang on. The five to five to ten thousand meters of drilling that is that for the kind of the regional package or you know and you'll have to divvy that up between the three main priority areas or or will you kind of get given a few thousand meters to begin with and say let's see how you go if you get some good results from free gold we'll give you another 10. Uh, yeah no i think we're we're set on that number i think it would be do that and then see if we can do more um yeah. you know we have we have the budget for it uh flow through is a powerful thing in quebec and we have uh, a nice mm-hmm. chunk of it um, and I don't include gap zone drilling as part of that regional, you know, I, I, no, I, no. I, I, I consider that something else. Um, so we're looking, you know, five to 10,000 on test art, uh, alone, you know, just on, you know, the back of the, what we already did. Uh, and then when I look at free gold, this is a multi-kilometer uh, target. So we could easily come across that and, and start uh, making new discoveries there. It's, it won't be difficult to allocate that kind of meterage to to that and we certainly have the budget for it great um well blake thank you so much i've 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 feel as if i've got a real introduction to the geology and the the potential for uh troilus is there anything else that we you want to kind of talk about that we haven't spoken about yet i mean i think we covered most of it i i just really want to drive home that it's still a developing story even as we get through the pre-fees that that it's it still continues to grow and we continue to find more and and we as we understand more the opportunity to find 
Um, we talk a lot about not finding more ounces, but finding good ounces here. And why, by that, we just mean those higher grade ounces that are that are going to really, really make this project sing. And and that's the, the takeaway for our exploration team right now is, is to keep doing that. So other than that, I think you covered it all pretty well, Marlon. It was an in-depth interview for sure. <laughs> good. Well, I mean, it's great. It's so important because, I mean, if you're, if you've, um, got a, an average grade of 0.7 grams per ton and you can take it up to 0.8 grams a ton, you know, that's an immediate kind of 12, 13, 14% value increase to your entire project. Exactly. And it's why finding new things at surface is so important because we can, we can narrow and, and have some optionality there to feed that grade early. You know, the project's going to be what it's going to be over, you know, the, however long it operates, but it's those first four to five years. We can find those near surface targets and get that grade up. And I, and it's so funny. We're talking about 15, 20, 30% improvement, 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3. Yeah, yeah. This is a real, you know, it's, we, we have the ability. I'm not, you know, we're not asking to go from three to 10, you know, we're yeah. asking to add a little bit more, a few, a few more, uh, uh, you know, sniffs here and there. And, and it's very, very achievable. And, um, it's just, it's just time, you know, it's just doing a little bit of more work. And the nice thing is we have a really good project now and we can keep making it better and better. Well, the, the, the clue is in the, um, in what Inmet did, you know, they, they made their money once all the capital had been paid off and that they were just running down their, their stock waste piles. Um, yep. Now, for the, the transformational kind of value add for you guys is if you can get some high grade or you can front end the high grade as best as possible to get that payback to pay off your capital so that everything after that is just kind of a, a, a margins game. You're, you're exactly right. And so, so for us now, that becomes it. We've said we have, we have eight going to more million ounces. How do we find those higher grade, you know, a few more ounces? If, if we're going to be 200, 250,000 ounce gold producer every year, um, you know, let's go find a, a million, million and a half higher grade ounces at surface. And that's going to give us those five, six, seven years of higher grade. And then after that, everything's paid and, and we'll see where gold and copper are at, yeah. at yeah. that point. Right. Well, Blake, thank you very much. Um, look forward to talking to you maybe when we get the test out results out, but otherwise later in the year. I would really like that. So thank you very much for the time.